You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Merlin's Beard, it's episode 15 of The Outer Timers. It's me, Ben, I'm back, but is Chief back? Chief, are you out there? Ho, holla, 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 the Chief is in his house. Chief is coming in hot. Now, you sound like you might have some beers inside you. I won't won't tell a lie. Had four beers. And (laughs) now, we spoke offline literally 30 seconds before recording. And uh, you said you don't associate the Chief with beers. I'm not really a beer drinker. But I'll tell you why I've had four beers. I went to the post office, sold some comics on eBay. Okay. Sea Guy, DC Vertigo three issue series grant morrison cameron stewart sold those three on ebay six pounds 99 plus postage packaged them up took them to the post office this morning to drop them off second class large letter please they tried to fit it through that little you know they got that kind of perspex thing that they hold up and they try to jam it through see if it fits too wide that puppy was too wide slim it's only three issues slim enough but too wide so she said you're gonna need to tape that side down and i was like well can't you just you know, I fold it. Look, she gave it back to me. I folded it. I said, look, I folded it. Now it fits. Now you need to tape it. She's like, I tell you what, I'll sell you the stamps. £1.83. I'll sell you the stamps. Put them on. You're going to have to tape it and put it in the letterbox. That's so all right, like, isn't it? So I was like, fine, okay. Went home, taped it down. Then about 4 o'clock p.m., decided I'll go for a little run, take it up to the post box, put it in. Mrs. said, oh, by the way, we need bin bags. Because we don't, we, this is a house that does not have bin bags. Um, what do you have then? What do you mean? What do we have? We put so we put food in the food bin. Yeah. Uh, plastic in the plastic recycling. Yeah. Paper in the paper recycling, and other stuff in the just the general house bin. Yeah. Doesn't, so doesn't need a bin bag. Does just, it not? You just pour that into your outside bin for bin bin day. Okay. Fair. You're not. We're not putting any wet or. Slime. I'm not that advanced with recycle. We just got. We have recycling. Then uh, we have. Your general waste. The food stuff is just a bit too whiffy. I don't know what to do with that brown thing. Where do you right. keep it? Outside? I don't know. That is in a cupboard in the kitchen. Okay. Not whiffy? No, not whiffy. No. Great. Carry on, Chief. So I went out, uh, ran up, did a little circuit around town, ended up at the post box. That bastard, I taped it down, still wouldn't fit in the post box. Oh, so for I'd, crying so out loud. No wonder you hit the biz. So I... <laughs> I had to go back into the post office. This to, no saga to lit- to literally hand the package off and get a proof of posting because same girl. Been st- uh, she was next to the girl that was serving me and kind of gave me a, like an eyebrow to say I think I recognise you, but I'm not sure. I think it's but this nutter. I needed back. proof of posting because I've been stung by that before. So anyway, I needed so that was actually a good thing. Proof of posting, handed it over. Said, look, I got the postage already attached. She took it. Didn't even try to put it through the thing. I said, look, it's second class large letter. She was like, okay, fine. Didn't even didn't even bother oh. checking. So, okay, the first woman in the morning was, you know, jobs worth doing a job yeah, properly. Yeah. Anyway. So what are you saying? All of this made anyway. you need an IPA. So, <laughs> so that meant I need bin bags. So then I thought, right, where am I going to go? Went into Tesco. Tesco Express, no queue, popped straight in bin bags. No, the other thing the missus was, so Thursdays in our house is tea party afternoon. So okay. the kid the kid and the missus have a tea party because I'm working in the loft. I pop yep. down for the tea party when it's on, you know, sa- finger sandwiches, cakes, yep. snacks, etc. Delightful. All the, all, the, all the cuddly toys are invited. 
and they tried making a vegan chocolate cake and it did not turn out well. I came down after lunch. I said, how's the cake looking? And the missus said, it's in the bin. Oh. So uh, I said, she said, you're going to have to go out and buy one. It's fine. So bit cake and bin bags. So they had no cake in Tesco. So I thought, right, I'll go to Lidl. Popped into Lidl. Oof. And while I was in Lidl, I did buy the cupcakes. But then in the, I like to peruse the aisles at social distancing distance yeah and they had on offer some funky ipas okay so, so I thought, what what okay they're funky but what are they i'm a bit worried because they're from Lidl. are they branded what the heck yeah, are branded i think i sent you a picture of one that i was having while i was editing a podcast can't what is it a nice sessions what is it 3.8 what we so that at? one was a disco forklift truck i think that was a 5.2 oh there was a uh, Jesus there was a, wept. There was a uh, New England Luminous Ale that was a five. Oh, there, there was five. a Brewdog Elvis Elvis Fruit or something like that. That was yeah. a six point one, I think. Whoa, oh. that's your finishing move. And uh, something else that I forget. So I thought I'll just buy I'll buy those because you know maybe I'll have a yeah. one one beer on a Saturday. Got home and I thought, look, it's four thirty p.m. Let's just yeah. crack open one. Had one of them, then I had four, and then I got into the situation where I've just come up to the loft, and I'm like, hot damn, I need some snacks. Quick shop. Well, that's the thing with, with ale. I mean, you need snackage. You need yeah. saltines. That's it. You need saltines. Oh, my goodness. Now I would crave for a saltine. But what I did was I made some hummus, so I had a can of organic chickpeas in the cupboard, put those in the mini mini chopper, Oh, crap. I learned and you taught me a new word about chickpeas. Wait, yeah. let me see if I've got retention. Do it. It's not brine. What is it? Aquafaba. Oh, man, I was way off. <laughs> you're so far. If you're like, you're like your brother, Gav, you got no Tuna-based. Yeah. So, um, yeah. wow. Hey, well, look, I've got a quick question about your you as an eBay seller. Can you just tell me what parameters you operate when you sell things on ebay because when i'm shopping on ebay which is actually quite a lot yeah i love filtering search for accepts offers okay so i as standard i don't do any auction type sales i'm okay a, i'm a buy it now only kind of guy oh okay sales. i so one price i do not have the uh or best offer selected but Many times when you're listing, so I only list when I get the email that says one pound max seller fee. Okay. Normally, normally it's ten percent of Oof. whatever your sale price is. Is it? So when I get that one pound max seller fee, that's when I list all my stuff. It's okay. all mainly comics. A lot of the times, it defaults. To, it defaults to best offer. So sometimes I have listings that have best offer because I haven't been paying attention and uh, right, cancelled that off. So yeah. Okay, well, because I'm, I'm always bidding on some 80s Coke can. Yeah. Um, okay, well, hey, speaking of eBay, I got something from eBay. I got Road Rash 2, Chief. That yes. flopped through the door. I'm really excited about it. I've already put it in and played it, and I think next episode we're going to do a retro replay Road Rash 2 special. That's a mouthful. Oh, I'm excited about that. So I don't know what the parameters are going to be because it's not really... I did look and yes, there are times. We could do time trials, but it's not really that sort of a game. So I just think that 
between this episode and next episode how far can you should, get yeah how far can you get and then maybe we'll do some playing on the pod next week yeah i'm well up for that so it's this very you, relaxing game man. you've been looking for that for a while and finally how much did you pay for it this is the thing i've been looking for it for a while and they were all kind of 15 20 quid all of my offers were getting laughed at and then i just got it off some dude for like seven quid okay nice free like with no box. postage box with manual yeah boxed and also original box not the sort of um you know that sort of re-release type ones that i don't like i think i've got the re-release case do you know what I mean, though? Yeah, the, the classics. Yeah. Yeah. We'll post up the images on on the socials as always. Yeah. So I've already cleared stage one. So oh shit! F- you're already you're ahead of me. What are you doing, man? Oh, it's just one of my favourite. I mean, it's just a pleasure to play it, okay. Chief. Now I've got a big question for you. I'd kind of rather save it for next week, but I'm mm. gonna just get a quick brief answer from you now on this. Yeah. Do you look to, uh, you know, punch other drive other Chief. riders off, or do you look to swerve them? It's called road rash. Now, I, I'm a fighter on that game. Right, okay. I love scrapping. And and from what I can gauge, once you get through the pack, yes. the bulk of that mid-pack, yes. usually you have a top three. You have to knock them off, really. Okay. Otherwise, it's just too stressful for the rest of the yeah. race because they're all over your mirrors. Yeah. Because I will not buy a new bike until I absolutely have to. So I've come first in all five races on level one. Yep. Which now has moved me to level two. So okay. the the tracks extend in mileage, don't they? Yes. Have you bought um, a new bike yet? No, I haven't. I'm looking. I'm in the market because I think level two is going to be a lot harder to finish first. What I can't work out, Chief, is do you have to finish first? No. Is it top three? Top three progresses you to the to you know that qualifies you as a completed the, the course. Okay. Question two: Can you keep playing the same yes. level and get more money? Correct. Yes. So you do four tracks, top three, then you could theoretically keep playing those four until you finally go to the fifth one to get the top three to progress to the next level. Okay. Cool. Um, awesome. Two things I want to mention i'm well up for that so i am gonna literally as this podcast finishes i'm firing up that mega drive and well i've got to consult my pin board of activities i've got to consult the pin board of activities for things that chief is allowed to do because there's too many too many things you've got to add something on the radar i've got to add something see if i can what does someone have to give does it exactly something's got to give but anyway i'm up for that i said i said last time i said Listen, if you get Road Rash 2, Resident Evil's in the bit, not in the bin, but it's getting turned off and I'm playing Road Rash 2. So now, fortunately, I've finished Resident Evil. That was kind of you to wait till I'd finished it. Now I can get Road Rash 2 fired up. But Okay, that's... so you didn't you didn't go straight into Res- Resi 2? No, I don't have Resi 2 or 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's so that. I've been, I've been looking at some, like you, but some eBay auctions. They've been going for about 40 quid, but I can get Jesus! them. Yeah, I can get them for... 30 from cex.com. Sorry, what system, Chief? GameCube. Oh, yeah, GameCube. Only okay. GameCube. Is there any way I could convince you to, at some point during this year, yeah. invest in a Nintendo Switch? Ooh, big question. I've been made it's redundant. It's a new console. So, it's a new console. So I need to look at my finances. But, yes. It's just that, because that would sort of eliminate, because that has 
that is a GameCube, effectively. Do you know what I mean? It has everything... Yeah, but you still got to pay for the game. Like, I've got Resident Evil oh, 4, yeah. and you said, listen, I've been watching some, listening to some podcasts, and you were kind of oblivious. I was very close. You were oblivious to the fact that Resident Evil 4 is considered an all-time great. It is. And you were like, I might have to play this game. And I was like, I've got it. I'm looking at it. If you get it, let's play it. Let's do it on the show. Well, and you were it's like, just that on the Switch, they had a... good. Yeah, but they also had a... A Resident Evil package where they had everything. You know, they had every single Resident Evil okay. game. Question and one. Then that was a much more competitive price. Question one why are you not buying that? Well, I'm playing Road Rash 2 now, and also there's other retro games that I think I'd rather play okay. first. Fair. Like, I've got a real hankering. This is pretty random. Go on. But I really want to get Robocod. Yeah, good game. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Let's I do I really want to get. Because um, I'm thinking about possibly doing a, a spotlight on plat, uh, 16-bit platformers. Yeah. So I want to play... That's in, that's in the conversation. Yeah, I want to play, uh, yeah, that and some other classics. Yeah. yeah. Two, did, two you ever, qu- did you Go on, just quickly. Did you ever play um, the Alex Kidd games? No, I have got one on the Master System, I think, over there, as I Is look across. Is it Alex Kidd or Kid Chameleon? I, no, that's, uh... that's two different games. Alex Kidd kind of started out on the Master System. I think it was a... A built-in game on the first Master System, like a free built free game, in. yeah, built into mm. the console. And there were other Alex Kid sequels that spawned from that. But Kid Chameleon was a game that Gav had, or you, or clearly it wasn't you because you don't remember it. But that's where you put different masks on. Yeah, and is that a Mega Drive game? That is a Mega Drive game. Yes. No, we never had it. I must have had a mate that had it, but I, th- I remember that. I being played quite it good. around your house. Maybe yeah, you but I'd have, been, I'd have been borrowing it from someone. Okay. Listen, before we start recording, you said, look, let's make it tight and sharp. And I'm looking at the clock. We're already about 20 minutes in. The Chief's been blathering on for a long time. I've got one more thing to say. I am hardwired now because I've been going Wi-Fi from the loft. And unbeknownst to the listeners, because the production values on this show are so high and the editing is so tight from a man, Ben, you wouldn't know. But occasionally we get some glitches as we're recording. So I decided to hardwire. So I bought a 10-meter Ethernet cable. I found a hole in my ceiling where the gas pipe goes down to the gas fire. And then I spent about an hour earlier in the week trying to feed that bad boy down through the hole. Gashed my forearm up massively on the bricks in the loft where the chimney is. And uh, finally got that bad boy down into the router, into the loft. So I'm hardwired. So hopefully you have not been hearing any glitches or dropouts from the Chief so far today. Now, I'm trying not to laugh because whilst you were saying that, yeah. you were glitching like an absolute mother. Serious? So, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. I think it's all to do with ping rate. If there's anyone out there that's techie that can help us, yeah. uh, I don't know. It might have something to do with lockdown and everyone's just on the internet, but... It's look what you've done had to be done. Hey, it's so much better for it. Hey, it's I've, so much better for gaming. Yes, which segues us into yes. Battlefront banter. Sure does. And also one other thing. Oh, uh, he's re- gone back. I've just realised that even though I'm connected, I'm actually still on the Wi-Fi. I haven't disconnected oh, the Wi-Fi. For F sake. <laughs> now, listeners, excuse me because. Now I've got an axe to grind. What is it with this guy? I'm scared now. What are you going to do? I'm scared now to disconnect the Wi-Fi in case that loses connection. 
No, all you do is you go up onto the little Wi-Fi, right-click, switch off, and it should just go onto your... Yeah, it will. But if I do that now, will that disconnect me completely, or am I safe? No, you're safe. Just do it. Oh, and done it. We'll, just, we'll deal with the ramifications. There you go. I've disconnected Wi-Fi, and it says connected, so now I'm hardwired. And you, you don't sound like a goddamn... What are those bad things in... Gremlins. Uh, no, 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 no. Stay with me. Stay with me, listeners. I want uh, Battlestar Galactica. Cylons. Yes, okay. you sound like a Cylon. Right, that's no good. Not well, not anymore. But um, oh, seriously, okay, fine. So no, you sound great now. All right, for those first twenty minutes, listeners, we apologise for the sound quality, Chief. No, the listeners can't hear. They hear just it's perfect for them, Chief. Okay, it's you're, me. Oh, you're saying you were. I'm glitching in your ear. Right, listen, we're fine. You mentioned Battlefront banter. We went on to Battlefront Two and had a session. Yeah, we did, and it was a really good session. I am right back into that game, Chief. Now listen, you I... told me that we need to switch up the modes. We were playing a lot of Strike, or whatever it's called, which is a, a small map, 8 on 8, which is which was our preferred, I think, well, definitely my preferred game mode or game size on the first Battlefront. I think yes, it was definitely a lot better. That's correct, Chief, but I think we can both agree the developers yes. did not put as much time or just didn't want to do small map gaming because it is considerably uh, less good in the sequel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's it's we seem to play that bloody Maz's Castle every single time. And yeah, they just don't seem to have that many maps no and so I mean, you it's, said it's, it's rubbish you said listen we've got to get on supremacy that's the mode you want to be on so we had a spin on supremacy and i must admit it was good fun yeah it was great because it's this this back and forth of a of a large scale battle where you kind of get pressure points and i don't know it's really good they the, the games last for a very long time and you actually do have to collectively work as a team to win. Yes, which correct. is what I, which is what I like because I know that you struggle when you don't, when you can't really sort of ascertain whether you yourself are helping. Yeah, I did find Chief that, wants to help. I did find that a little bit in the game we played, in that I am not sure my contributions made any difference to Chief. Our you team were pulling winning. the truck. I'll vouch for you. You were heavy and you were just, uh, you know, on those corridors just laying down suppressive fire. No kills, but that is, a, it is an important job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was a great, um, a great game. And today I've noticed that they've done a, another update, which is this, is this game's like over two years old. Yep. Um, and they've got Scarif and it's supremacy, but it's, you know, it's Rebels versus Empire, yeah, which yeah. at the moment in Supremacy they only they only have Clone War stuff, don't yes, they? Correct. And Resistance, which I refuse to play. Right. Okay. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm so let's, because let's... they had they had like Luke running around in black Jedi gear. Right. Let's get on that. And I was let's like, oh, I've missed stormtroopers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we had a good game. We were up sniping. We were doing stuff, and both of us actually fared fairly well. I did obviously send a couple of hacker-reported messages to a few people oh, yeah. who I thought yeah. wronged me. And I've got one up here. Highlander350 sent him the hacker-reported. He sent back one, two, three, four, five, uh, Wait, six. I need to know what he was up to. 
Uh, I think he. There was definitely one guy that I meleeed. I think you saw it. I meleeed about three times. He didn't take any damage, and he meleeed me once, and I died. Whether or not mm. that's this guy, I don't know. He sent me. I think it's eight question marks in a row. Was his reply? Okay. And then I sent another hacker reporter message, and the guy sent back. I inhale hope with every breath I take, Chiefy Two Shoes. And that was... That's some sinister shit right there. That was Catherine EP3DP. So, well done, Catherine. Okay, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because what was so funny about Battlefront 1 when we were playing, you know, let's face it, the same people were coming up sometimes (laughs) because... The, the gaming pool was is tiny, yeah. whereas this, it's, you know, we're talking about millions of people. So the likelihood of you sort of getting an enemy, I'd say, is, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Which but, lessens um, the hacker reported effect for me a little bit. But, you know, I'm sure we're, you know, we're going to play more games. So Oh, there, I'm sure there'd be some hacking. I think I had a rep on that first game as well. Also, when you're playing larger numbers, it's such, it's very chaotic. It's hard to... Yeah keep bumping into the yeah. same people. Yeah. I feel like we have segued Chief into playing Battlefront 2 and it was baby steps and there was some crying but he's there now. I'm there. I'm in I'm in the game now. That's it. It's a great it's a great game. Yeah. It is a better game. Listen, anyway. I want to talk about some movies and then I want to drink a coke. So, let's do now, that. Now, Chief, can I flip reverse you? Oh. Can we do the Cola Chaos now and then talk about some movies. Man, we can do anything you want. We're the bosses and you are always thirsty. Yeah, I am. Okay, it's Cola Chaos. Cola Chaos. You keep telling me you're running low on colas and you don't want to do the big brands. Well, I'm not saying I don't want to do the big brands because that's what I've got this week. But... Oh, okay. But, and I think I can get one more independent-ish cola for next week but i'm happy to run this segment as long as you're happy to drink colas yeah which i am and i'm going to get on the interwebs and see if i can find some out there colas listen we've done we've done this is episode 15 and i think there's only been one week where we didn't have colas or potentially i I, added dr pepper but what have you got can i just make sure that you are running a spreadsheet on this got the spreadsheet got the stats got the scores Posting you that do. Up on the socials next week. Okay, so you have everything that I sent you today. I sent you all Correct. the coders I've had. Yeah, we've got, I've got them all ranked, yeah. Okay, because there was a lot of confusion about what Ben had been drinking. Yeah, mainly so by you. The- you. You came up with a raspberry Pepsi, and literally two weeks prior, you had had that same drink. Yeah, I mean, it's lockdown. So, <laughs> uh, when we... There'll be a final cola chaos one day and then we will do a we'll go through the spready yeah and we'll discuss everything okay what you got chief i'm going first okay i've got a diet cola festive clementine okay it's a what you got a festive drink it says festive clementine limited edition yeah what was that christmas drink let's crack it open and find out not much fizz on that let's have a glug What is that? Coming out of a squeezy bottle? Yeah. Um, snuck this one in past the missus. This is a 1.25 litre bottle. One point... Oh! So it's a massive bottle. Mm. Mm. God, that's just going right on top of those IPAs. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not really getting much clementine from that. <laughs> if no. anything, if I, I am getting a little bit of kind of fruity citrus... 
but if anything, it's muddying the waters of the cola taste. Um, no, no, I'm saying no. Oh, five, hard no. Five fizz bangs. Okay, five fizz bangs. I have got a vanilla Coca-Cola Zero, so a Coke Zero vanilla. Yeah, strong. Now then, yeah, that's what a- as got, always, 500ml so. bottle, no can. No, because I can't freaking find the cans. What? They only have cans of normal... They don't have these silly ones in cans. They do, but you've if, got to get them in a six-pack. If I did, pack. I'd... You've got to get them in a six-pack. Yeah, but I'm... Li- you know, this is just from a Tesco Express all down right, the road. All right, all right, fine. I'm saying I'm doing my best with what i got. All right, yeah, yeah, fine. Oh, that was a fizz on that. I heard that. Oh, puppy. I was about to say it did nothing. <laughs> no, that was strong. Oh, it's blown my, blown my cans off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, vanilla in a drink. I'm not. You've you've oh, had this before. It smells yeah? lovely. You've no, had this... I've never had it before. Oh, okay, right. No, I don't have any of this nonsense. Right. Wait. Smell? Can you smell the vanilla? Yeah, it smells really nice. It smells like vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Cold? Oh my god! Is it cold out of the fridge? That's taking me back to my childhood. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. We lost this man, people. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's like ice cream. That's just like vanilla ice cream. Now, I don't know how drinking a whole bottle of that is going to be, but it's very tasty. Okay, fizz bang now, it I'm going to give that eight fizz bangs. Nice, strong. So, Get it in the spready. Do you put it in there now? Well, or what do no, you do? I, I put it on a little bit of paper I've got here, which I will evidently lose in the coming days and then have to re-listen to the podcast to to get that information back again. What do you write on? Post-it notes? No, I've got a I've got a tiny little pad here which has got random notes for work, for all the podcasts I do, and then it'll just be in the corner of that of that pad and it'll kind of mean nothing to me tomorrow. Well that was that was a good chaos. Great. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, crikey. We haven't even done letterbox. That's so. what I'm saying, letterbox now. Okay, Letterbox. We'll, we'll start with you because you've watched Bugger All. <laughs> Let me have a look at what uh, I watched. Uh, Diary. I have watched. What did I finish off with last time? Matrix. Uh, no, uh, True Romance. Okay. Oh yes, this is going to be great. Okay, go on. So I've watched three movies this week. The yep. first one I watched was The Matrix Reloaded. Okay, so you gave Matrix two and a half stars. You also gave this two and a half stars. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong. You ever so slightly prefer this i do actually slightly prefer this i thought it was faster flowing i thought i didn't like the setup in the first movie and morpheus just throwing out random what is the matrix and just not answering just not giving a straight answer to neo's questions you said that didn't bother you as much i thought it didn't but it, on reflection, on reflection it, still it does. does on reflection it does and you had planted the seed in my head the CGI in that big Neo versus Smith fight being horrendously bad, and I did not think that was the case at all. Oh, really? There's so, no texture. There's, there's so, so plain. So I didn't think it was necessarily good, but I didn't think it was any different than CGI five years later. I thought no, but also I'm not saying that that's a reason not to like it. I just think that fight is stupid. I could never give this film two and a half stars because that hippie rave scene is abhorrent that is and they're having sex in the background that is it that's that's taking there that probably should take off a half a mark so it's so misjudged because i do understand what they were trying to do wow that's kind of like one of the worst scenes in like modern cinema history i I will agree with you there and other down points are way too many of these people jumping up in the air and doing the crane pose 
ending, <laughs> ending in a kick. It happens about ten times, and that is so. Way do too many. you think they? Because I can't remember. Do they really lean into bullet time too much because it was so successful? Or no. you're not really saying that. You're just saying the crane kick thing. Yeah, I'm just saying the crane kick thing. I thought the action scenes were good. You know, yeah, hi- the car chase hyper stylized, and that's yeah, the, the car chase that scene is what probably two and a half. That rave scene takes it down to two, and then that car chase puts it back to two and a half. So, it is good because there's a lot of in camera stuff there because I, I know that they built like three miles of freeway, yeah, you told me that specifically the other day, yeah. to do that scene, and I was like, you know, that's hats off for that. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about the next film you watched, which was Make Switch Reloaded. Nope. No, Revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't even know what he watched, listeners. Um, it's mm-hmm. obviously the worst of the three. Um, not overly happy with kind of how it ended. They never really explain how Neo has these superpowers that he can fly and do all this stuff. And my biggest beef overall with the whole Matrix saga is... They upload, you know, shit, we need to ride a bike, give me, you know, or we need to pick a lock, send me a program that tells me how to do that, fine. Just give me an indestructible program, just tell me that I cannot ever be beaten, send me that program. It just, hmm. just didn't really... Hacker reported. Yeah, hacker reported, exactly. It just, it felt a little bit faux and contrived in the way a lot of the the main crux of... The, the, I would when argue they're in the, when they're in the Matrix rather than the real world, and I never, it's never really explained, or maybe it is, but I didn't understand how Neo is able to be Superman effectively. Yes, they they really did turn him into a superhero. I would argue that in other uh, franchises, for example, Indiana Jones, I can actually ignore Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. As in, I can erase it and uh, just just look at that as a trilogy. Yes, I can't do that with Matrix because I actually think the first Matrix is a is a good film, right? But I think it is less good because of those sequels, which I really hate. And it's just, I think it's a shame that they made them because I quite like the ending of the Matrix, yeah. and obviously it blew up and it was a massive hit. And they were like, "Oh my god, we have to write." two more yeah so that well and, that's that's one of my questions did they always envision no. a trilogy or do you no, think definitely not right okay Abs- absolutely i mean they put some breadcrumbs there and, you know obviously wouldn't it be nice to to do one but i don't know i i really dislike those matrix sequels yeah. and i think it thinks it's being a lot more clever than it actually is yeah. uh, that's one of my biggest gripes with it i think it wants to think that it's outsmarting the audience and that i just don't like that vibe i feel like it's poking the audience and sort of trying to say you don't understand this this is way too complex yeah you know yeah now friend Um, friend of the show dave and my fellow co-host on three stooges podcast actually messaged us saying i've just seen chiefs give a matrix two and a half i might have to unsubscribe from watch from listening to all your shows Anyway, yeah, and I, I personally think two and a half is is a bit low. Okay, but listen, we got but, we got. But a also, lot... this is Chief, this is Chiefs ratings, yeah. and as you know, two and a half is an okay film. Yeah. Two and a half is a no regret. So listen, we got a lot of show on this particular podcast. So let's move on. That puts me on eighty six movies for the calendar year. Let's look at you, and I have not looked. Is I that don't... still on target, Chief? 
That is just still, about. Yeah, that's still on target Eesh. for 200, no problem. But I don't... No, no, no. It's not, though, is it? It's it's The number is on target, but yeah. at your current watch rate... No, correct. That isn't on target. No, correct, correct. I am... So what I'm saying is if, if you keep doing two films a week, you will not correct. hit your target. Yeah, I'm trending down, but that puts me on 86. I do not get notifications. I need to go onto the desktop platform, I think, to do some settings to give me notifications for when you watch a movie... And I'm just looking at your letterbox now, and holy ball bags, you went all out this week. Yeah, I went big. Now, it started oh, on oh, the... Oh, wait a minute. There was one more movie I watched uh, this week, oh. and that was Rocky Four, which we'll come on to later. So, I watched... I started off uh, Friday night with Knives Out. Now, I've yeah. been waiting to watch this for a long time. I missed it at the cinema. Okay, never heard of uh, it. And I... I re- really? And I rented it. So, this is... Now, oh, for goodness sake. Now, who's the douche that directed the last jedi oh ryan johnson yep so this is the next film he directed after star wars and it is a whodunit okay it's a old school murder mystery whodunit loads of different characters loads of uh, great cast really enjoyed this film really good daniel craig who i don't actually usually like was fantastic in it okay uh, Don Johnson, really good in it. Donnie Johnson. The dude that... Who's Captain America? Chris... Chris... Yep, him. Bloody Evans. Evans. That's it. That's the cat, yeah. Chris Evans, really good in it. Who's the chick from Trading Places and True Lies? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. She's really good in it. Three and a half stars, yeah. you give this, yeah. Nice. Yep. Solid. Really enjoyed it. Then... Got up about seven thirty. <laughs> me and Phoenix smashed Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Boom! I, I watched that because I listened to a retro noughts where ah. they were talking about it, and then they sort of talk about uh, video games. Yes. What I couldn't believe is is the um, the kind of eggshells that they were on whilst they were talking about this film with things to do with like racism right. and colonialism yeah. and. Uh, the British in India and this is why we almost did this film in underappreciated sequel because it it seems to be a kind of hot potato yeah because days because we obviously watched this an absolute bucket load when we were kids and when you're a kid that all that kind of political real world stuff just goes over your head yeah and it's nothing I don't think anyone's got any qualms about um the character of Short Round. I don't think it's that. It's more to do with the village and the kind of white people sort of saving everyone. And right. I don't know. It's hey, it's definitely a dark film, but yeah. it's a five star film. Okay, yeah, for for me. Definitely. And I I would argue that the opening twenty five minutes, so right up until they finish going down the river yes. on the blow-up boat yep. is probably my favourite ever intro to any film. Wow, strong. So you start off with the song. Yeah, which that's completely, amazing. Which just takes you, you're like, what is going on here? And then you get Spielberg kind of pretending to do James Bond. He comes in with a white tux, yep. sits down. Oh, my word. It's incredible. So... Then, uh, I think it was a rainy day, that afternoon we did Jurassic Park, uh, one of my favourite films of all time. Five Five stars. stars. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. 
Jurassic Park, I think, probably just missed out. Like, Jurassic Park, I lump in with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, wow. E.T. Like, it's part, it's inclusive in those in that era. Yep. Even though it is 1993, I kind of think that is the last big blockbuster that I sort of feel nostalgic for. Okay. Uh, and then we all sat down as a family and watched Dodgeball, which I used to really like. And I think probably just watching it with friends and beers. But it's, I think that whole scene. Yes. The frat pack or whatever they're known as, like Vince Vaughn and Stiller. They just don't age well, those films. Okay. Um, I gave it two and a half stars. I, I still laughed. Whose decision okay. was it to put that on? Emma was asked for something that the kids would find fun that wasn't didn't have swearing and, you know, was appropriate and, and did the kids like it yeah they loved it phoenix right. actually just watched it again okay. uh, before bed right okay <laughs> yeah you found it hilarious and then so, look i'm now, looking at your diary and you went on a now. trilogy of okay. a genre that i would not put you in Subgenre. Wow. now well I, I i sorry that's a pun intended it's a sub-genre and and there's the sub-genre is submarine flicks yeah. <laughs> um, now look not many people know this about me, but I really like submarine-based films, okay. Chief. Now, you say you like submarine-based films. I guess I'm going to say you've only ever seen three. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, that's a good guess. Right. Um, I think... So, so let's just start with submarines. Yeah. I'm scared of them. In terms so of you think I'm... if you're in the water, they're going to blow you up. Yeah, so when I when I say submarine, I only mean like a battle submarine, like a wartime sub. Okay. So I'm scared of them, therefore I am fascinated by them, therefore I'm kind of interested in reading about them, spending time on them. So hey, submarine I, in a submarine in the spy will love me. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice sub. Yes. <laughs> There's a good one in View to a Kill, like a mini one. Yes. All decked out yes. in plush. Yeah. He gets a lady on there, and jeez. <laughs> Anyway, you know the one I mean. It's like it look, looks like an iceberg yeah, that's from the amazing. outside. That's amazing. <sighs> so look, I started off. I thought submarine films. Okay, what's my go-to sub film? Crimson Tide, nineteen ninety-five. Yes. Tony Scott, yep. and that sort of bounced off of True Romance. Okay, good link. Um, good link. Really good film. I uh, Gene Hackman might be just chewing it a bit too much. Really. Um, maybe just a little bit I think his character is just so unlikable I don't know you sort of hold it against him but the the cool thing about this is that Denzel holds his own man against Hackman right that's and interesting you can tell that I mean that in the sense that the character but also the actual actor the man okay yeah because I've obviously seen this movie a couple of times can't really I can remember the broad strokes but I wouldn't have been able to tell you you know, like you just said, there is Denzel up to the task of very you know, much going so. toe to toe with the hackers. Yeah. Anyway, after that, I did the hunt for Red October. I always used to say the hunt for the Red October, but it's just the hunt for Red October. It is, yeah. And which is this is the Tom Clancy, yeah, the first in the Jack Ryan movies. Yes, but Jack Ryan being played by Alec Baldwin. Yep. Um, still got James Earl Jones as the kind of his like chief guy and sean connery as the russian sub commander that is defecting okay now i have seen this movie maybe only once long long time ago a and you will tell me this obviously a does it hold up and b 
does Connery try and put on a Russian accent, or is he just literally doing Scottish brogue? Going to talk about both those points. Good. Oh boy, does it hold up! This is a okay. proper good film, a really good film. So this is how they handled the the talking stuff. So they start off. He's doing everyone. Everyone is doing full Russian, and it's subtitles. Now they keep that up for for actually like I would say maybe even fifteen minutes. Okay. Right. And I was what, like, you okay, mean this right is... at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Every time someone speaks the Russians, it's sub subtitles. And then, it's really cool the way they do this. They make it a stylistic thing. The camera just starts, it starts just panning in on Sean Connery. And I'm just like, what's going on here? And it keeps panning in, keeps panning in until it's right on his lips. And then it pans all the way out again. And they start talking in regular uh, English, but not with silly Russian twangs. They just talk normally. Okay. I think it was a kind of interesting way of doing it. Um, okay, I've just literally just been Googling it as you've been speaking. Did not realise this was directed by John McTiernan, who I think did Die Hard. Yes, he did, yeah, because I looked that up as I was watching okay. it. Okay. That leads us on to How's that? K-19. How's that vanilla Coke doing? It's all right. I feel like I'm eating cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> now, this leads us on to K-19, The Widowmaker. Oh, ouch. Now, I have not seen this movie. Now, okay, well, don't laugh. Because this is a damn good movie. Serious? I heard it got panned. Damn, I heard Harrison damn. Ford got panned in it. It's one of those kind of films that you sort of, when I was working at the cinema, it's like, you know, it comes out for a week and it's got a weird poster and it's gone. And it has been utterly forgotten. Yeah. But then I looked it up and it's it's Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, she did the Hurt Locker, didn't she? Yeah, Oscar. Hurt Locker. Oscar winner. Point Break. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, this fits into that that catalogue of films as well. Uh, it is brilliant. It's about it's a true story about a nuclear reactor on this Russian sub that goes bad. It's very similar to that Chernobyl TV series that came out recently. Mm-hmm. It's utterly harrowing. Like it's so harrowing. Yes, they do do the Russian twang thing. Okay. And it takes about 10 minutes and then you're sort of, you know, look, you're used to it. They're doing it. I wish they wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wish they just spoke normally. Uh, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You, you get a lot of it in the old James Bond films where they where they do it. And it's like, yeah. it just is what it is. Liam Neeson, incredible in it. Really good film. Okay, good, good. So I feel like I've discovered something there. Yep. And then after that, I tried just, to watch you... Um, just before you go on there, I'm just going to give out some scores for people. You give Crimson Tide 3, you give Hunt for Red October 4, and K-19 3. So I wanted to do a fourth sub-film after that, and I wanted to, to do U571, yes. which is meant to be awful because I think they rewrite history. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, uh, I think that is, is it? Yeah, uh, Bon Jovi, I think. Right, okay. Oh jeez. Um but I could only I think it was on Amazon um to rent but anyway I I didn't have access to it so I I didn't watch it. After that I did uh Breakfast Club four stars. Yep. I passionately love that film. I'd kind of like to do a whole show on that. Okay. Uh John Hughes uh, 1985 four stars and then after that I did Rocky 4 which leads us on to our next segment it's Raiders of the Lost Links. 
We're going much further than the six degrees of bacon, linking two films and just three steps we are taking using actors, directors to get where we're going, and some tenuous links to keep the game flowing. Do the steps hold up? What do you think? Now listen up, fools, it's Raiders of the Lost Link. Last week you chose True Romance, this week I have chosen Rocky IV. Today the Soviet Union has officially entered professional boxing. This is not just an exhibition fight, but this is us against them. He would like to compete against anyone who is qualified. Drago is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. Whatever he hits, he'll be strong. He could have stopped the fight. He could have saved his best friend's life. I'll never forget you, Paul. But now, the one thing he can't do is walk away. Has the fight date been set yet? December 25th. Where? It's in Russia. Are you nuts? Miss Balboa, when will you be going to Russia? I'm not going to Russia. I don't know what you're talking about. He's had one professional fight, and one man is dead. Tabibi, he's going to have to kill me. Why can't you change your thinking? Because I'm a fighter. You can't win! Okay, Chief, tell everyone out there in Podland how you did it. Oh, whoa, Nelly. I forgot to, what? I forgot to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you just been rumbled? Yeah, I've just been rumbled. Yeah. Live? <laughs> Shit. Wait a minute. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Chief has just been completely rumbled I, live on air. I didn't even think about what I had to do for this segment. So, wait a minute, you just chose a film yeah. out of nothing, yeah. and then you were going to track back to it. Yeah, and forgot. Right, well, you've got to give it, just give it, let's just, for my amusement, see if you can do it, just, you know, now. Uh, okay, <laughs> true romance. Well, maybe, should we, okay, no, let's do it together. So, you've got to get to, from true right, romance. Let's start with an easy one, let's take an actor from true romance, let's take... Who can we take? Christian Slater, what else was he in? Rocky Four was 85, so... Okay, and True Romance was what? Well, let's face it, it's the, only, the first link can be anything. Yeah, of course, any of them can be anything. I like to put a tenuous one in, but chances of us pulling a tenuous one out of our ass at this late stage on a live recording is slim to none. Okay, let's start with Christopher Walken was in True Romance. He was also the villain in A View to a Kill. Correct. That's link one. All right, I like it. I like it. Well, then you okay. could even go View to a Kill. Was that 85? 
View to a Kill is 85. Okay. The other option was you edit all this out and put something else in, but we don't want to put more editing time in, so let's just leave it. No, no, no. Uh, you've been rumbled, and that's great. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that then. Christopher Walken. <laughs> what a so, shambles. So the link is it's, is Christopher Walken to View to a Kill. Yeah. View to a Kill came out the same year as Rocky IV. Yeah. And when I put the socials up, with a post of like four movie posters that'll be after the fact so you know I'm reverse engineering it so stay tuned for that that's fantastic yeah. okay oh, I feel like an absolute sham where do we even begin when you said this I was very happy okay so I messaged you offline when I was watching this yesterday and I said I'm 15 minutes in and I've got four pages of notes already and that's amazing at the top of my notepad in capital letters it just says Goosebumps yes Goosebumps for me too as in the second it starts so after you get United Artists come up then you just get Eye of the Tiger and you get the recap of the Rocky 3 fight now what other movie franchises ever gave you a three to four minute recap of the previous movie I'll tell you how many none the whole scene with Rocky and Apollo is how three ends isn't it yeah yeah because they they go to punch each other don't they and the movie ends yeah so I got up and started doing press ups (laughs) what live when you put the movie on when I put the movie on, so when the gloves are going up, the USA, I was just so pumped. I literally had the time of my life watching this. Now, I just had a grin from it. I just couldn't, I was like, this is incredible. That opening bit where they are, which is the end of three, where they're kind of walking into the gym together, shirts Can off. Can I stop you there? Shirts Can off. Can I stop you there? Yeah, sh- go on. Well, that yes, they are walking in, and Chief, they are glistening. Yeah. They are so greased, <laughs> it's obscene. <laughs> they're, they're acting like they've just come out of the locker. It's like they are glistening, yeah. and they're, they're in good shape. Yeah, they're in good shape. And this Especially was, Carl Weathers. This was kind of his wish, wasn't it? He said, listen, if I win this fight, you've got to give me this. Or Apollo said, if, if Rocky, if you beat Clubber Lang in that rematch, you've got to honour me with this. And it was basically yes. to do a one-on-one spa against each other. Yeah. And the verbal sparring starts straight away. You know, remember, you fought great, but I'm a great fighter. It's just, oh, that, the zingers. Chief, I know, I know that that is your favourite line. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, well, there goes low between his young springtime in the morning. I'm still young enough to whip your butt down. Oh, yeah? Well, how are you going to do that? You taught me everything you know. Almost everything. you got to remember now, you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Huh? You ready? Oh, absolutely. All right. You know, Stallion, it's too bad we got to get old, huh? <laughs> uh, just keep punching a power. Wanna ring the bell? Alright. Ding ding. I just love that line. You fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Yeah. And it's it's so awesome. Yeah, they put the mouth shield Too in. Too bad we gotta get old, and, Stanley. Yeah, and he puts his hand up upon her and he goes, ding ding. Oh man. You wanna ring the bell? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, and that's okay. Well, that starts us off. We get straight into it with, you know, Rocky. He's got all the money in the world right now. He is flying high. 
He's got the cars. Yeah. He's got the massive pad. He's champ. And everything's great. But then, obviously, Apollo in his pool sees sees the rushing coming over yeah. and he just can't have it, can no, he? He's he just throwing, cannot He's throwing have tennis it. balls to his dogs in the pool. Three, he's got like three red setters yeah, in there. That's it, that's it. And the, the TV's <laughs> on and they mention about this, this sensation amateur boxer out of Russia. He is going to turn pro, right? The Soviet Union is going to start producing pro fighters and he yes. he is the next breed. It's us against them, yeah, Chief. Us against them. Oh, man, I'm getting... My hairs are standing up right now. Yeah, jeez. I mean, this is the great thing. We could literally just keep talking. We'll talk through this film because it's only 90 minutes and half an hour is the fight. Yeah, and also so... four minutes at the end is credits. So it's actually about 87 yeah. minutes. And the first the first three minutes are a recap from the last movie. So it's actually about 84 minutes. So Apollo, Apollo goes Apollo. over to the, the, Rocky, the Rocky Mansion and basically tries to sort of do a courtship of explaining to the Balboa family yeah. why he wants this exhibition fight yeah no one's really up for it but he is keen as jazz he is jazz for this fight man and and uncle polly's got a <laughs> robot driving around <laughs> happy birthday Polly! <laughs> i love it i love it i mean that and scene where they're sitting around keeps the table getting distracted oh, by incredible. it incredible because they build up this russian dude ivan drago one of the guys says you know the 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 outcome is simple. Whatever he hits, he destroys. He destroys. Yeah. And you know where yeah. they, they show the training scenes of Drago, where they're they're pimping him out to the media. He's hooked up to all these machines. This is you know pounds per square inch of pressure when he's punching. And in the background, there's about a hundred scientists in white lab. There's coats a lot of clipboard action, kind of pulling pulling levers and pushing buttons. It's like a crazy sci-fi kind of techno babble setup he's got on. And yeah. the, the thing that I really like of what they've done here, and I forgot that Sly actually directed it. He wrote and directed this one, and. You know, he should be given some credit here because, you know, it's not going to win any Oscars, although I think the first movie, he should have got the best <laughs> actor of... Oscar. But in this, the direction is good, apart from one bit later on, which we'll probably mention that you told me about offline. You know, he's he's made this decision to make the central bad guy, this, this figure that you want to root against, this Ivan Drago... He actually only utters about two lines in the whole movie, maybe three lines in the whole movie. That's a bold choice. Yeah, no, I researched that, and it actually wasn't Sly's choice. That was, oh, for God's sake, Chief, the dude that plays Drago. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, Dol- that was Dolph's choice, okay. because he looked back at the previous Rocky films, and he was like, well, everyone you've come up against has been jive-talking, kind of all-mouth. And right. he was like, well, I'm just going to do the complete opposite. Okay. And I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. And it, it's perfect for his character because yep. you can see there is frustration in there with him because he's got all these other people talking for him, yep, he's got these which obviously pieces. bubbles over yeah, yeah. near near the end now, of had the, he, the flick. He'd come off of Masters of the Universe, had he already? Was that 84? Ooh, I'm not sure. I, I No, no. I think that came uh, much later. This was one of, the, this was one of his that, first movies, was it? Yeah, I think so. I think Sly took a chance on him. Yeah, I mean, he's an extraordinary athlete. He's absolutely... Just, he's just so tall, yeah. big. It's incredible. Incredible physique. What? How do you feel about the Apollo death fight and all of that shenanigans? So, I... You know, 
I love the fact that, and I mentioned this to you previously, and you've known this for a long time. I think the character of Rocky Balboa is my favourite movie character of all time. Just that progression mm-hmm. through the series and his yeah. his kind of naive humbleness of the character is just so endearing to me. I just absolutely love that character, and that kind of that kind of shows through because. As he's getting ready to prepare Apollo, Apollo has to convince him. I want, I want to take this fight because Drago calls out Rocky, and Apollo kind of says, "Look, let me take this one. You can, you can have him after I've, I've yeah, done it. You can whoop him after officially. Exactly. Let me do an exhibition bout." And he's, Apollo's like, "I need this personally for me. I need this." And he, I got a feeling Apollo's feeling a bit old, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it, and he wants, you know, obviously he's riffing on the Muhammad Ali character, that that yes. whole Apollo thing, and he's feeling like, listen, I I should be the big show, I should be the guy people are talking about, so give me this one more spot in the limelight, and he takes he take Rocky takes a lot of convincing, or you know, in that in that they have an exchange. I love it when they're watching their fight, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. from Rocky two on TV, yeah, and Rocky's like. He's like, we can't, you know, that's not us anymore. Yeah. We can't do what we did back then. Yeah, yeah. And and you know? Rocky's the only one, really, who he gives him a slice of reality. And he says, look, listen, Apollo, you don't need to do this. You you know, you're a great fighter. You don't need to do this. We don't do know this. anything about this guy. And he's saying, look, let's postpone it. Let's let's have a proper training camp and postpone it. Yeah, and he wants to postpone it yeah. right the night of the fight. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it, Rocky, he is, the character is slow and he's you know, potentially a little bit, you know, not as bright as others, but he makes up, his dogs are he makes up for it because he is he is world he's got world knowledge and he knows what's yeah, going on. Yeah, he's got a moral compass as well, yeah, hasn't he? He's got a very great moral compass and he's the only one who's kind of saying to Apollo, look, this is not the right move. This is this could end badly for you. And obviously Apollo goes through with it. You get that crazy good James Brown song entrance where Apollo's dressed up in the full Red, you white, get the and blue. You get the razzmatazz, and also in that song, in that "Living in America," uh, James Brown gives a Eddie Murphy "Eat Your Heart Out." So nice catch! Is that because Eddie Murphy gave a lot of stick Chief. to James Brown in his stand-up? Well, no, Chief. That's I was about. I really wanted to say. Um, <laughs> there's just such a funny bit in Raw where he's uh, <laughs> he's like talking about an Italian. He's just come out of. Uh, now I don't know. I never understand if he's saying Rocky Two as in T. O-O, or he means he's seen the sequel to Rocky. Yeah, I thought it was T-O-O. Because he's saying but... he's seen Rocky 2. Yeah. And he's like, hey man, I don't want to spoil this for you. Sly wins this one again. <laughs> <laughs> Stallone have your white people pumped, especially Italians. If the Italians see Rocky, they come out the theater charged. They'd be like, alright Rocco! Alright Sly! Hey, you know something? At the end of this picture now, just between you and I, I don't want to ruin the surprise. But Sly wins this one again. Nails, Stallion. Oh, that's a good bit. Yeah. Personally, I've never had snails. (laughs) Oh, bless Rocky. (laughs) It's just, it's so awesome. Those guys are best buds. But to to get back to your question, the death scene is, it's hard, man. I think it's it's a hard watch because... Throw in the towel. You've got Duke is screaming at Balboa. Yeah, throw the towel, man, because... Throw the damn because towel. Because Apollo's dancing around and then obviously gets tagged 
early and he is pleading with Balboa. Oh, He's like, he... do not stop this fight under no circumstances. And that scene where Apollo comes out to start the round, he's looking so bedraggled in his face, oh, his drawn. God, he, he looks is. over at his wife and he kind of gives her a little wink and a nod as if everything's going to be okay, <sighs> but everything no. is not going to be okay. And the punch... It's an exhibition, Chief. The punch that actually does him in, when it connects the sound, and you mentioned to me that you were listening with kind of headphones in it gave you a real good atmosphere that punch mm. it i felt the man's soul break when yeah Lundgren hits punch. him with that it's, punch i read behind the scenes that what's his name was not pulling his punches yeah. when they oh, were right. choreographing that fight and carl weathers stormed off and said i'm i refuse i'm not doing this film right with this really? guy with this amateur Sly had to sit him down and they finally finished the scene. So that punch, Chief, was probably the real deal. Okay, wow. You know, and it, it, Carl Wells was not happy, but it is heartbreaking, man. I mean, that's meant to be, it's an exhibition. Yeah. Look at the state of his face. Yeah, he is he is battered. And when he, his oh, body hits God. the deck, he's convulsing. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Duke, man, obviously Apollo's trainer from one and two. And then he tra- does he train Rocky in three? He trains, yeah, yeah. They're all together, yeah. Um, I mean, I do. We've just, been living just, modern, but we're going to train old. One last bit I've put, yeah. One last bit I've put on here is I love the way that Apollo literally just calls Rocky Stallion. It's the only thing he calls him in the whole movie, Stallion. It's incredible. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Now let's talk about. There are three montages in this film. Let's talk about the first one. After Apollo's death, yeah. Rocky speaks to uh, to uh, Adrian on the stairs. Yes. That's a that's a strong scene, man. That is a real strong scene. Strong scene, strong scene. You'll love this. Um, so then he gets in his Lambo, and then we get no easy way out. Yes. That is incredible. It's going through the whole franchise yeah. uh, thus far. It's emotional. The song is awesome. He's hammering the revs. Yeah. Great scene. Yes, that's incredible. So and, great. And what what I noticed about this this movie is the sound in this movie. Not only you know, later on when he goes to Russia, there's crazy like industrial gas sounds pumping out and. It just gives it this real kind of almost steampunky sound, but also the actual music in it, because here you get the whole of No Easy Way Out, you get the whole of Hearts on Fire, you get the whole of another song. You almost get 12 minutes worth of actual songs in the movie, where nowadays you'd get maybe a 30-second, maybe a 40-second clip of a song. Here you get the whole bloody song. Yeah, now I liked that first montage, No Easy Way Out, so much yeah. that when I was younger, yeah. I would say we I was 20, let's just say I was 25, I think I was 25, yeah. we, me and my friends decided to refilm the whole scene. Wow. So we were in an apartment and we, we filmed the Adrian and Rocky stair scene, <laughs> but with, with a guy two guys yeah. <laughs> then 
we got into a it was it a, a Volkswagen Sirocco, <laughs> Volkswagen Sirocco, and we went around boom just hooning around. I was getting out, getting him to go through tunnels, um, and we even did so. We did all the flashbacks. Uh, I got him in the shower, and we started like with strobe lighting, and that was the Russian that he was seeing. Yeah. We had kids jumping over park benches we did the whole thing right. <laughs> uh now if i, I i've got to try and track it down because it is incredible Please. it's incredible i just want to say that there's a scene in that where rocky sees a flashback of apollo falling to the canvas and then he sees himself as well yeah. falling to the canvas almost like a you know this could have been me scenario yeah also um i feel like some of the shots from like rocky 2 aren't actually in that film really i feel like i i'm i'm sure like some of the stuff on the harley um i could be wrong i don't okay. know but i feel like some of it is like new footage okay, interesting and the last bit they, they didn't use the last bit kind of around this song is and also this ties into hearts on fire which will be i guess the third montage we'll talk about I was out for a cycle a couple of days ago. I've got a little route I do. It's only like, it's a 22-minute circuit, so it's 11 minutes, kind of mainly yeah. uphill, but kind of a slight hill. And I turn around and come back, so it's like a 22 minutes. And this time I decided to go a bit further. And going further means I'm going into South Coulsdon. And when I go to South Coulsdon, it means I go down a massive hill. I've gone down this massive hill and I've turned around right. to come back and mm. I'm on a single speed fixed gear bike and I think it's got like an 18 gear front cog with a six cog on the back and I have zero, I have zero right to get up that hill of that steep gradient on this bike I'm on. I need to change gears, I've got no gears to change into and I've right. got a podcast on and it's the Rocky Force soundtrack and then all of a sudden... No Easy Way Out, followed by Hearts on Fire, comes on my podcast, and I'm not kidding you, I absolutely hooned it up that hill. It gave me yes. energy that I previously would not have had. I had no right getting up you that are... hill. That soundtrack come on, and I turned into Rocky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you tapped into something yeah. there. You know, Endorphins were released, and you became superhuman. That's correct. Correct. Albeit for, for, for four and a half minutes. <laughs> That's it, yeah. But I had the same I had the same thing today. Well I was I was training, I just had that, I had the soundtrack going, I was like, I can lift anything because I am Rocky. That's it. That's it. Now the second montage is a great one because it's all about nature versus the technological advancements that Ivan Drago has got on offer to him. Now, Rocky specifically asks the, the Ruskies, yep. he wants a cabin in the middle of nowhere uh, with very little gym equipment. Yep. Now, so correct get me this... if I'm wrong, but that cabin yeah. he's asked for, he's got a family that's housing him up because at one point... Tony Duke Evers is playing chess against some guy in the cabin. Yeah, is he just playing chess against the people that are like his bodyguards? No, no, or that's the guys that's living there because when Rocky pulls up, some guy comes out the door and it's a guy and his kid. So I think Rocky's no, just, right. Rocky's just being right. put up by someone. 
It's like he's bunky. Paulie's really struggling oh, with the environment, he isn't like he? It. He does not like it. He does not. <laughs> fun, man. So we got Rocky. We got he's chopping trees. Yep. He's lifting horses with with sleds. That's it. He's chucking rocks. <laughs> and then the, the flip side of that is Drago. He's gone full tech. Yes. And um, the stuff he's doing is really impressive too. Yeah. He's making some a lot of noise. Yeah, he's running round, running tracks, and every now and again he's got like a little punch ball to to punch on his yeah. way round. He's doing some isolated quad work, Chief, yeah. that is um, <laughs> extraordinary yeah. as well. Yeah. And he's got he's and got then, kind of electrodes all over his body and his head. They're just taking every yeah. kind of reading they can. He's running up a, a treadmill incline. Yeah. That I've never seen. It's obscene what he's running yeah. up. Well, that cut. I think. <laughs> I think that comes in the next montage because. Oh, it might. No, I think you're because right. Because in the when next the montage, Rocky what they try and do the is whatever activity Rocky is doing, they kind of mirror it with Ivan Drago's routine. Yeah. So when Rocky's doing like he's lifting, that we'll come to it in more detail. When he's lifting that cart up, then Drago's doing you know military press. Deadlift. And yeah. when Drago's running up that, that, that treadmill, which almost goes vertical, Rocky's running up the mountain, etc. <laughs> this, is, this is a great stat, and I, I did this live. Yeah. So after that first montage ends, Adrian arrives. Yeah, because now, they've had that falling out on the stairs where she's said, you yeah. can't win. You know, you cannot win. You and can't win. You're going to die. It's suicide. And he's like, listen, I've got to do it. And if he wants to beat me, he's got to have the heart to stand in front of me and take my best. And they kind of parted yeah. on bad terms. But like you said, she turns up at that chalet and suddenly Rocky, he's had an injection of, of faith and confidence yes. like no other. So between the two montages is 59 seconds. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, that is a fact. So, the song ends. Yeah. I hit the timer. Yeah. She rocks up. She says, like, four things. He says, all right. Yeah. Boom. Now, you go straight into another training yeah. now, montage. Now, listen, I was listening to that first montage, and I think it sounded like something out of Transformers the movie. Yes. No, you're right. And it is. It's the same composer, and he literally lifted the same effects and drum noises right. and to uh, Unicorn. Uh, Unicron, yeah, yeah, his his theme, okay, is the same as that, right? Okay, that explains it. Now the third one is uh, he's flexing. So in that first one, he he, he hasn't got full top off, no. but in this third one, it's just Stallone at his. Possibly his peak, definitely his biggest. Yes. I mean, he is huge in this yeah. when he's lifting that car. And one of my favourite bits is where the music dips out and he's doing these obscene sit-ups. I think they're called dragonflies, where he's gripping the bench yes. and he's just on his on his blades, yep. and he's doing these slow sit-ups. And Duke is just going, no pain. Yeah. No pain. And you sent me a picture of you trying to replicate this today. Well, I couldn't do one, but my goal is... Uh, because it feels like your spine is going to snap. They are so, so hard. And I think a lot of it uh, actually comes down to your grip strength right. in your hands. Okay. Because you really have to pin your neck and back down. Right. 
Anyway, uh, I'm going to keep going with those. He's literally just every scene you hear Duke saying, no pain. No pain. No pain. It's incredible. It's goosebumps. And I'm telling yeah. you, we, I got up out of the chair at one point during this scene. Yeah, I started clapping <laughs> and I was doing fist pumps. Because don't forget, Duke is... He's not just some trainer. Nope. I mean, he is emotionally invested yeah. in this fight. He says, Apollo is his boy. You know he says at one point, you know, Apollo was like my son. So, yeah. you know. I love that scene, dude. Yeah, and he's like, now you're the one. Yeah. You're the one. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I like the bit. There's, there's quite a few good bits there. I like the bit where he's, he's kind of, he's lifting that cart up. They're all sitting in the cart. That's where you see him oh, straining yeah. and the veins are popping. Yeah, so it's editing back and forth. You don't know if he's going to lift it. He bloody does. Yeah. Yeah, then he's, he's, he's doing... Um, it's a bag of rocks. Like tricep pull yeah. down with a bag of rocks. <laughs> he's doing some insane skipping. He's doing some good sit-ups, like up in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just sort of holds it. And there's there's, and a, there's like a string. And he's just kind of ducking under the string each time. Yeah. Like that one. No sparring. Then it no, cuts, no sparring. Yeah, no, he didn't want any of that. <laughs> then it cuts to exteriors, and he, he yeah, he starts scaling this insane mountain. Yeah, well, he's lost the KGB. The KGB are on his tail. <laughs> and he's kind of ditched them mothers, and he's just scaled that mountain, and he just gets to the top, and he's like, Drago! Yeah, it gives that a good scream. And that is, so that is, that's the 60-minute mark. Yeah. And all the while, Drago's getting pumped full of roids right in his shoulder blades. Yeah, no, no so, yeah, they actually show injections, don't yeah, they? they? Do. Yeah, so he is roided he up is, after they all up. said that he, he, he wasn't. No, they're saying he's clean. Yeah. So then we go to the it's fight night. Yeah. It's fight night, and before we get into I want to talk. Now, I know that you love one of the British commentators. This is the final round. <laughs> the British commentator they've got. Yeah. Yeah. You know how you're always getting lines wrong? Yeah. I, I remember that me, you, and Gav. I know what you're going to say. Here. I know what you're going to say. It's when they're in the ring together, yeah. 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 So is it you're dead? No. Yeah. Wait. I said it was always to the end. Yeah, to the end. And you always or said you're dead. You and Gav said it's you're dead. To the end is too nice. He's not that sporting. Right. It's not to the end. You're... He's saying you're dead, Chief. Isn't well, he? Well, I don't know. I still stand by. Um, he's saying to the end. I don't know. Here we go. Well, with your part, with your track record, I think it's absolutely no listen, way you're If you listen right. to the uh, the Clone Wars Dispatch podcast that we do, we got a regular segment that's just appeared where I have frequently misheard Star Wars Episode Four lines. So this could also be a, a rocky. To the line. end is an honourable thing that you would say to another sportsman. Yeah, cons- like- considering when Apollo was lying convulsing on the de- on the deck, he said, <laughs> "If he dies, he dies." <laughs> He's not saying, let's have a good fight, you know, yeah. best man now, win. Now, before to the we end. get to the fight, there is quite an emotional scene. I thought it was quite emotional. Oh, they're walking, Chief almost broke down. They're walking to the ring. This is uh, Duke, Paulie and Rocky. And they have to go through some sort of chain link door. It's very steampunky and industrial. I said that before, but it, it's got that feeling to it for me. And you hear this gas yep. sounds going on and off. And Paulie, who has been this kind of hard-ass, no-nonsense douche bum bum for the whole series kind of has a mini breakdown and he's you know he says to rocky 
maybe he sensed the graveness of the situation. He says to Rocky, look, if I could unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I'd want to be you. Yeah, let's play the, I'm going to play the clip. I know you're kind of busy just now, but I want to tell you some things I never told you. I know sometimes I act stupid and I say stupid things, but you kept me around and other people would have said, drop that bum. You give me respect. You know, it's hard for me to say these kind of things because that ain't my way. But if I could just unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I want to be you. You're real hot, Rock. That's cool. Now bust this guy's teeth out. I'll try. Now, that, 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 that got to me. That pulled on my strings, Chief. Yeah. And I sent that clip to my brother today. I sent it to a few other people. And I was like, Paulie's pulling on the heartstrings there because... You don't get that from one film. That's that's three previous films yep. worth of character development yep. coming to that moment, and he really means it. Yeah. He loves him. He's all hard. However, he tell he tells. However, him. skip forward five minutes, and they go into the ring, and uh, they've just touched gloves, and he smashed Rocky's gloves, and Paulie says, "You know what I said earlier? Uh, yeah, I've changed my mind." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to be in right in that no, moment. That's for no. sure. Jeez, and um, this Some... is this is for me. It's still good, but this is a twenty-minute fight, and for me, this is a little bit too long. And when I was a kid watching this, I vividly remember getting up for the whole fight and almost shadow boxing for twenty minutes as I watched yeah. this fight. And for me now, it's almost too violent. My memories of, of watching it with my granddad, who <laughs> loved boxing, and he was just like, well, what is this? Because this isn't boxing. They would have stopped the fight he in the first like, round. He was just like, oh, it's so unrealistic. It used to really wind me and gam up. Um, <laughs> so I think that how they do it is they do, do they show two full rounds? Then you basically get a, a, a very big montage yes. of the subs, you know, an, like 11 rounds. Yes. Uh, but they are telling a story through those rounds, and it, the best bit—it all, you know, Rocky's taking an absolute yeah. pace. But he does cut the Russian late on. Well, that's when it kicks, and the music drops, and he just—he's taking a pace, and then he just chucks him a left, yeah. and the commentator's like, "He's cut the Russian's yeah. cut," and then the bell goes, and the Russian's not happy, and he sits on the stool, and Duke's like, "He's—he's he's a man. He's not a yeah. machine." Yeah. Oh my god! I just got so pumped. I started standing up and just yeah. cheering. And then it cuts to the the Russian's corner, and he said, "He's not human. He's like a piece of iron." Yes. Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, here's right, the turn. We got, we got a thing." In, and I love that. And I all love the that. all the dignitaries in in the in the box in the bad seats. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of like, "Hang on, what's going on?" Well, he sends one of them down, doesn't he? And and Drago gets him by the neck. Yeah, and, um, I love that line from Duke where he's like, "All your power, all your strength, all your love." Oh my god! That's oh man, all your I, love. I'm getting it now. Everything you got. Yeah. yeah, when he's geeing him up for that last round, it's incredible. Oh man, incredible. Jeez, and Duke is great. Oh, man. what what an underrated character. You know, not underrated because everyone rates him, but what a a. It's a just minor his line character. delivery is oh, just incredible. Great, great, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, then you obviously. You get the ending everyone suspected. And let's not forget that Rocky, the first Rocky movie, he does not win. 
he does not win that fight. No. And Rocky no. two loses on points. Rocky yeah. T- yeah, he loses and loses on points. And Rocky two, it's they both go down, and he only just gets up before Apollo. And you know he's not been a habitual winner. And Rocky three, he's very strange fight. Rocky three, that last one, so over in like a minute. Yeah, yeah. But, but prior to the Clubber Lang fight. You know, he's been fed, you know, Club Lang calls him a paper champion, and he's been kind of f- been fed hand-picked opponents to make sure yeah. Rocky stays on top. So it's yeah. not like Rocky's been this undisputed, undefeated champion throughout. He lost the first one, he only just won the second, and then subsequently he was only fighting people that, you know, the management thought he could beat. So yeah. You know, this is then obviously loses to Clubber. Yeah, loses to Clubber. So it's not like he's been super, super dominant. But this is he's yeah. taking this fight on Christmas Day in Soviet Union for zero money. And those oh, press conferences—it's well, it. an unsanctioned fight. It's not recognised yeah, as belts, well. It's not the belts not on the line. The U.S. Boxing Federation won't sanction it, won't recognise it. And those press conferences where the first one when Apollo's fighting, Apollo's giving it the Charlie Big Spuds, getting in their face, and then when it's the Rocky versus Drago press conference Rocky's just very muted and just kind of Mm. matter of fact which fits in with his character and you know at the end of this fight obviously he he does beat Drago and you get that kind of that wholesome world message scene at the end well he's he's, yeah he's he's effectively kind of fixed the cold war hasn't he yeah he's turned the crowd and he's then said you know if I can change and you can change everyone can change yeah, and all the dignitaries, even they get up and start clapping it, for him. That's it, yeah, yeah. Old Stallone there. Yeah. And yeah, because you'd be... There is that undercurrent throughout the whole film, this um, USSR versus USA yeah. even, vibe. Even in the song, The Burning Heart, is it us versus them? Yeah, yeah. is it? So, you know... Or is it a goddamn training montage? The soundtracks are amazing. Rocks and, off. you know, I haven't watched Rocky Five in a long time. I don't think... I saw it at the cinema and I didn't think it was good and I don't think I've ever seen seen it subsequently and thought this is good. But I do potentially want to watch it just to double check. But even if it does turn out to be shit, that first few minutes of Rocky V after they show the yes. end of 4, where he's in the shower oh. and he's shaking, that is like... what? That's really, really good. Really? That's like, this guy is... That's a good start because I think they had to legitimize what had just happened to him for god's sake yeah the fact and also it wasn't the 80s anymore and you couldn't have done like yeah he you know he had freaking brain damage from it and i I, that is something that i i do love about rocky three and four they they are such they encapsulate everything about that decade they are over the top pumped up he is pumped up they are just um such great 80s films now rocky five i th- i i just have an issue with finding it a little bit unrealistic that he you know he loses all of his money i know that it's a trope and it's quite nice for him to start with nothing and end up with nothing but yeah. i i don't know i, I just didn't really like that yeah. side I of think it I, I think i'm gonna go so i've on letterbox i've only ranked rocky two and four so i'm gonna i'm gonna try watching him in a very strange. I'm going to try and in the next week do one, three, five, and six. Yeah. Now six, I think six is great. Yeah. If five doesn't yeah. exist, I think. Well, Duke, his Duke's acting back. Acting in six Duke's is back, great. Isn't he? We got to make some hurting bombs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six oh, he is back. Six should have been what five was. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Now listen. Um, I gave this. 
Now, I'd, I've given it four and a half. I gave it five, and I bumped it down to four and a half because of the potentially overlong and potentially, for my current sensibilities, over-violent fight. So I put it down to four and a half. I was pretty much grinning ear to ear for this whole movie. So, listen, what... You've got to be honest with yourself, Chief. Should I just give this a five? Well, let me tell you my journey. (laughs) When it finished, I gave it a four and a half. Then, went to bed, I changed it to a four because I thought I was being silly... Today, I trained and I gave it a five. Yeah, I think I'm going to... Now, that's a journey. I think I'm going back to a five. I mean, listen, we haven't You've had... You've got to be honest. We haven't had a movie, I don't think, that that has affected us this much in terms of, like you said, you've given it three different scores in the, in the space of 12 <laughs> hours. Yeah, I think the, the listeners can tell that we are jacked about this film. This is a different conversation to talking about Snake Eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i think with this whole review and thing we're not film critics no. like you want to give something whatever you want to give yeah. it and giving something a five i don't think has to mean it's a perfect film no. i think it's there's a lot of emotion yeah. in there and nostalgia Listen, this is this is a this is a retro culture podcast so nostalgia has to play a factor in chief in what can you just about. bring up the rotten tomatoes on yeah. it because obviously they're going to be shocking but i just want to see what the audience score is okay let's have a look so let's while i bring this up let's have a guess what you think the critics critics i think would be 35 and the audience won't be as high as what i want i think the audience will be maybe 72 okay so 35 and 72 you're saying okay i've got the scores live critics 40 joe public 79 Ah, oh, okay. Well, there you go. It seems about. I right, mean, look, I this suppose. is this is pure eighties. This movie, so yeah, you know, this, it's it's got to be top five eighties action movies of all time, surely. I meant to look up. I really wanted to find out what that Lambo is is he's driving because it's not a Contash. Oh, is it definitely a Lambo? It's not the Trans Am. No, dude. What in in no no easy uh, way yeah. out, mate. That is no Trans Am. Okay. Well, can you look at? Once you got, you've obviously got access. Let me Google it. What? car is rocky driving in because he's got he's got a ferrari out there that he's washing i also love his adidas um shell suit he's got on lamborghini jalpa sylvester stallone sylvester stallone drove a black lamborghini jalpa in the movie rocky four and phil and phil collins Collins, how do you spell it phil collins drove a white one in miami vice episode phil the shill Jalpa. Jalpa. J A L P A. Oh, freaking hell. Yeah. That is a cool <laughs> car. I'm just looking at that. He gets the helmet out and throws it at his statue in that in that scene. What scene's that? Well, it's a flashback, I think, to three, is it? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. He's running up the Philadelphia. Yeah, the steps. He gets his helmet off and a motorbike helmet and throws it at the st- his statue of himself. Now, how yeah. many. Which that's, actually that's in- is there. That's, yeah, that's it? interesting. How many other fictional characters have had a statue of themselves put up <laughs> in the city in which the movie is based i see isn't that incredible it's amazing dude i also i i forwarded i didn't forward it to you but i also looked up the oscars and the youtube clip of when rocky won best film and it's just fantastic because it was up that a, was it's up against taxi yeah, driver yeah, yeah. um a bunch of other it was flicks. a really I, strong I mean, year yeah, he didn't win um, Best Actor, which he really should Was he done. nominated? I don't even know if he was nominated. He was. He was? Okay. But anyway, so that's Rocky. Well, look, 
we've really this is a special edition Rocky Four. Yeah, I'm today. hoping you don't edit too much out of this. I know we're running long. No, but it's all good content. No, this is all this is all going in. I mean, there's, there's obviously no spotlight this this week, guys. Yeah. yeah. But um, hopefully, hopefully yeah. you liked Rocky. Otherwise, you're in for a disappointment on this episode. <laughs> Tell you what, man, that's a tough listen. <laughs> if Rocky Four ain't your thing, then ouch. Um, right, just to take us out, we better hear from the, the dastardly oh kids. Oh, yeah, the kids. Hello. What is your favourite bug or insect? Maybe a dragonfly, I think. I, I like them. They go so fast, it's as if they just stay still because they look like they're always in the same position. Butterfly, because um, it's colourful. Probably a spider, because they can climb up walls and they're flexible. Thank you. Okay, good. a good show with good spirits, high spirits. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. I feel like I need a wee, so... Uh, Probably. We're going to get us out on this. If you if you like the show, you can help us out. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review us. Give us five stars. Tell them Hacker Reported. You can find us on the socials. That's The Outer Timers. O-U-T-T-A-T-I-M-E-R-S. Outer Timers. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can send us an email if you want to. It's theoutertimers at gmail.com. We always love hearing from the fans and the listeners great support as always if the people want to hear from you you've been putting out some great stuff on your instagram feed uh, where can we find your stuff ben flying retro chief and I'm, I'm i've dipped my toes back in I'm, I'm trying to do more content and do stories and stuff so yeah come come follow me and be on the journey yeah, i'll tell you what that 80s video montage well you're on the montage game now that you put together yeah that was uh, I, I must have watched that about 50 times i reckon it's just yeah it's, i had really good feedback from yeah, that hypnotic. it got shared by a bunch of big accounts and um yeah i got like a thousand followers from that so yeah that that's, good. I, I saw you up to like three and a half thousand i was like wow this guy's jumped right up that's uh, really good stuff watch that yeah follow this guy's account if you want to hear more from the chief dog Obviously, me and Ben do the Clone Wars Dispatch twice a week, which is a Clone Wars, Star Wars rewatch of the animated show. We've also got every other week, we've got the Three Stooges Wrestling Watch Along with me, Dave and Phil. So we pick out a wrestling show, watch it in real time. Maybe you do too, and we give you our thoughts on it. And elsewhere, I am Chiefy Two Shoes. That's Chief Y number two shoes. Uh, I've got a little daily semi-daily cartoon magnet strip about the birth of my kid which you can see on twitter and instagram but that's about all the places you can find us and we're running long so lastly we've got to say we have been the out of timers and we are very much out of time Ladies. <laughs> <laughs>